Good morning, good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. It is Monday. It is the Church Boy Confessions. I'm Emmanuel Heke. And shoot, if you're watching episode 10, I take it that you watch multiple episodes. So I don't think I have to go through the entire spiel again. But I'm going to anyways. This is Church Boy Confessions. Here we talk about, shoot, pretty much everything inspirational. Um, and it is rooted in the Bible. We do talk about the word of God. Um, and we talk about your life. What could be possibly uh, bothering you? And we talk about my life because I think that um, one of the best ways to comfort someone and um, help under people understand that we are all human is for somebody to be able to stand up and s- talk about the things that they go through. Um, I think that throughout my life, um, I when I've experienced being at a very low place, um, what's picked me back up is knowing that there are other people in this world that went through the same thing that I'm going through right now. So it's possible to get out of it. Um, so Church Boy Confessions, you have me, your host, Emmanuel Heke, talking my butt off the entire time when I'm talking about something in the Bible or something in my life, lessons that I've learned um, so we can all grow through listening to this podcast. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, let's start with the fact that the Define That Is Your Youth campaign, the two-week campaign that the company launched starting on August 26th has now come to an end. Um, and that is a blessing because now we can say we've launched, we've successfully launched our first, you know, campaign. And honestly, like it was, it was really amazing. Um, for those of you who may not know, or those of you who do know, but I'm still just going to reiterate it. Um, we had an entire two-week social media campaign where we spoke to different people. We hunted them down, just strangers walking around, and we asked them um, what defines them, you know, what what defines them as human beings. And um, we were able to get a whole bunch of great wisdom out of different people, people that, you know, <laughs> were just random people walking around. Um, and, you know, we, we released our T-shirt collection, and we just released uh, a couple of new videos, um, you know, some on YouTube, like really just mostly on social media and everything. And uh, honestly, it was a blessing. It was it was a real blessing. And all that was done to celebrate the one year anniversary of the company. Um, man, you know, we, we've done it. We've gotten to one one whole year and it's really been a blessing. Um, and, you know, I've said all the thank yous I can possibly say. And I feel like even saying thank you a hundred times isn't enough. But thank you to everyone who's been supporting this. Thank you for engaging with all the content and being a part of everything with uh, with this campaign and with this company for a whole year now. We got one year under our belt officially. Officially, we have one year under our belt. And the second year is going to take us to new heights that nobody, I think, would expect, unless you just have great faith in us like I do, which is amazing. Um, but speaking of faith, faith is actually what I wanted, what I wanted to talk about. Um, really in terms of the vision. And I've talked about vision, having vision for your life and having vision for your future um, before. I've talked about self-image and all that before. Um, But, you know, this is unassociated. Everything is based on identity. Everything is based on making sure that we have the healthy vision for our life and for ourselves. So I wanted to talk about vision again today, but in a different way. And um, I really got this, this entire message was, inspired by uh, my pastor like last Sunday when he had a um, a message called the enemy within me and this this message was really touching I'm not going to go over everything that he said but really just the key um, lesson that he was trying to get across and the the key word is and the th- I think this is what I'm probably going to um, name this episode 
what you see is what you get. And before we go into it, let's just go straight to our verse where we're going to get uh, pull all this from. We're going to Numbers 13. Numbers is in Old Testament. Numbers 13. And for context, this is what's going on in this passage. What's going on right now is that the children of Israel, um, if you know anything about the children of Israel, Moses, Moses leads them out of slavery in Egypt, and he's supposed to take them to the promised land that God told Moses to take them to. Um, so get this. They, the children of Israel, they get to the border of the promised land. And before they actually get to the promised land, um, Moses thinks it's a good idea to send some spies out. It was 12 guys to send some spies. I think it was 12 guys. Send some spies out to go and survey the land, see what's going on there. You know what I'm saying? You know, before they all take, you know, probably millions of people into the land. Um, and we, when we start this passage, it's these guys coming back to give the report, give the account of the land. So we're going to Numbers 13, verse 27 to 33. I read. They gave Moses this account. These are despised talking to Moses, giving him the account. We went into the land to which you see you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here it is. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there, and the Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Remember that part. Caleb said, we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, these, these Caleb and the men, they all saw the same thing. This is what the men saw. We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there and the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Mark that place. We seemed as like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. May God bless hearing and reading and understanding of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I really want to sit right there. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Let's get some more backstory. Eventually, majority of the people of the children of Israel actually didn't get to go to the promised land. If I'm correct, only two <laughs> of the people actually got to go into the promised land. And one of those two people was indeed Caleb, who said that we can certainly do it. Remember Caleb? So this goes to tell you, the people who didn't believe that they could do it did not go in. The people who did believe that they could do it did indeed go in. So what did that all come down to? I believe that this passage really shows us the difference in visions, the different vision that Caleb had versus the vision of the other people um, that he went up there with. They all saw the same land. They all saw the same people. But one person had the vision to say that they can certainly do it. They can certainly overcome. They can certainly obtain the promised land, the land that God promised them. And the other people didn't really see the vision, didn't really believe what God said. 
that the, that the land was theirs and said, we can't do it. In fact, we look like grasshoppers and they see us as grasshoppers. Vision. And, you know, my pastor, he, he uh, labeled this, he named this, uh, this lesson, The Enemy Within Me. And then, you know, the subtitle was What You See, What You Get. And I, I really like that. What you see is what you get. I think that ultimately the vision that you have for yourself and the vision that you have for the future, how you see your future and how you see yourself has ultimate influence on what you're actually able to accomplish and how you ultimately define yourself, of course. The vision. And I think ultimately vision is fueled by faith. With the amount of faith you have is indicative of how big your vision is, or at least how accurate it is to what God has in store for you. We were seen in our own sight as grasshoppers. They saw themselves, the guys that Caleb went up there saw themselves as grasshoppers, and guess what? They treated themselves like grasshoppers, and ultimately they didn't get to get what God promised them. But Caleb understood God's promise, had faith in God's promise, and said, you know what, we can certainly do it. The reason why I like this verse so much is because this is where I talk about my life, how much it actually pertained to my life. Um, you know, starting on associating and doing the whole shebang um, is good until you get those moments where it's doubt. And maybe even aside from unassociated, you know, like in life with any project that you do, it's all fun and games and you love it until you have that little sense of doubt. That little sense of low self-esteem. You know, maybe you're going to try something new. You're maybe going to try out for the basketball team at your school. Or, or maybe you're going to um, try and run for an executive position in that club on campus. But you're a little scared. You're a little hesitant. Ultimately, because it starts with the vision that you have of yourself, you don't think that you would be able to, to handle it. You don't think that you're good enough. Or maybe it's just the vision you have for your future. You think that you are good enough, but you just can't see it actually happening for all the different doubtful reasons that you may have. I've been doubtful, definitely, in life. And ultimately, what that doubt does is that it squeezes all the confidence out of me and, and so much that even though I know that I'm capable in my head, I can't perform. And because I can't perform, I cannot obtain. And then it makes you think, this is all mental. The doubt is all mental. The lack of vision is all mental. The lack of faith. It has nothing to do with your actual, actual abilities, but it has everything to do with how you perceive the things that are in front of you. Some people got to go in and some people didn't get to go in. Some people got to obtain God's promise and some people didn't get to obtain God's promise. And the, th and the deciding factor between the people who did get to obtain it and people who didn't was the people who could see it, the people who could envision it. If you don't believe in yourself, how can you accomplish anything? Literally, how? How? If you don't believe you can, how, how could you do that? And, you know, for me, it was, it was really interesting um, when I came to this realization, you know, through people having spoken to me. Um, 
was, you know, this is basically when I was uh, really, really not so much confident in Unassociated and where it was going and what it would do. Um, but somebody told me, if you don't have confidence in it, how could you expect anybody to, to engage? How can you expect anybody to understand your vision when you don't even believe in your vision? For my leaders out there, how do you how can anybody lead you if you're not sure where you're going? And if you're not sure of of who you are. Here's the thing. We can't necessarily we definitely sin against God, you know what I'm saying? But God God loves us. He loves his people. You get what I'm saying? Um but we can like we talk so much, you know, a lot of people talk about God's grace and everything, but don't get it twisted. You can not please God, displease God. That is very possible. And one of the ways that we can displease God is when we allow fear and doubt and lack of vision upon ourselves and upon our future to stop us from doing what he needs us to be doing. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. I came across this verse while I was really just laying in bed. And I was looking at just different scriptures that I highlighted in the past um, through my Bible app. Here's what it says. But my righteous one will live by faith. This is God speaking. But my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Here's another version. Let me pull up another version. This is the easy to read version. <laughs> no shame. The person who is right with me will live by trusting in me, but I will not be pleased with the one who turns back in fear. Did you know that you allowing fear to keep you from doing things that God wants you to do can displease God? Did you know that God could be displeased with you? And here's the thing. I don't say any of this for people to be scared. Oh, my gosh, I'm scared. God doesn't like me. No, God loves you. He definitely loves you. But, you, you know, you've loved someone and they've displeased you, right? I mean, come on now. It, it It's displeasing for you to not have faith and for you to not take that chance, take that risk like God asked you to. He doesn't like when you don't believe him. He told the children of Israel that that was a promised land, that that land was theirs. But the people who went to go see it were so scared and saw themselves as so weak and so so dull, saw themselves as grasshoppers, that they really just skipped out on God's promise over their life. Come on now. And it's a lot of people doing that today. I was, shoot, sometimes I act like one of them. And it all comes down to the vision. Let's, let's think about it. What are those things that really have, have you convinced that you can't do it? What are those things that really have you convinced that you're just not the person for the job? What are those things that have you convinced? I mean, is it numbers? Maybe you're trying to start a company. You know, that I've, I've had to deal with that. Maybe you're trying to start a company and you're trying to get more engagement and just people aren't engaging like you wanted to. I've, I've dealt with that. Is it the people around you 
Your friends don't believe you can do it, so then you can't. You don't believe that you can do it. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. Maybe that's not the gimmick or the persona that you give off. So you becoming that is just, you know, maybe it'll rub. It'll just disrupt the universe or something like that and, and make you feel uncomfortable. You need to check whatever it is that's keeping you from actually envisioning yourself as a person that God has created you to be. Because if you don't, you're going to see yourself as a grasshopper. <laughs> if you don't, you're going to see yourself as not worthy. You're going to see yourself as invalid. You're going to see yourself as not good enough. You're going to see yourself as weak when really you've already been given all of the tools that you need to do what God has asked you to do. You've already been sufficient. You've been sufficient the entire time. But you've been allowing yourself to be convinced through the physical things in this world have been allowing yourself to, to be convinced. Through other people, you've been allowing yourself to be convinced. Through certain circumstances that just came to test you, you've been allowing yourself to be convinced that you aren't good enough. Vision. The thing about this mental game is that we have control over the mental game. We do have control over the mental game. You do have control over how you envision yourself. So let's start to control it. Control it. Let's start to control it. Up in your head, that's your world. You decide how you envision yourself. You can you can say that hey you know what I'm saying this I'm just not cut out for this I'm a grasshopper so I'm gonna hop back to to Egypt and be a slave like the Is children of Israel were saying or you can decide to be like Caleb and say if God said this is our land then this is our land and don't be that person who is so bad and envisioning good for themselves that they start to actually talk bad about the place where God wants them to be. And that's really what these guys did, you know, because they saw themselves as grasshoppers and they thought that the people that lived there already would beat them up and that they couldn't attain the land. They started saying that this is a bad land, that 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 it's uh, terrible, you know, it's not fruitful. But Caleb saw the same land and said that we could definitely take all those people on and it's a great land. You know, sometimes we start to be delusional and, and trick ourselves because of our own fear and our own doubt. And we start to think that the place where God wants us to be isn't for us. We just try to convince ourselves so we can feel better, right? I don't want to be there anyways when it's really just fear and doubt talking. Stop kidding yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Hey, maybe, you know, you guys are going to think, oh, this podcast episode was really harsh. I feel like he was really... You know what I'm saying? Applying the pressure in this one. But this definitely was a podcast episode that turned out to be a challenge. I definitely didn't think this was going to be, <laughs> um, you know, a challenging podcast. But I do challenge you, that person, and you know who you are. You've been seeing yourself as less than for way too long, and God's been calling you, and he's been waiting for you. You've probably been asking God for the next step, and he's already giving you the next step, but you're too scared and you see yourself as too less than to actually do something. It's about time. It is September, September 9th, 2019, and you're listening to Church Boy Confessions. Or maybe, you know, you're listening to this later on in the week. Whether you like it or not, you're listening to this right now for a reason. 
And maybe this is supposed to be that switch. Maybe you've been looking for a Tada moment. This is your Tada moment. Start walking in the vision that God has for you. Stop envisioning yourself as a grasshopper and envision yourself as the person that God has called you to be. With that being said, we're going to move into confessions. I confess over your life right now that you are not a grasshopper. You are a giant. You will obtain everything that God has for you. Everything that God's prepared for you is yours. You will walk into it. You envision yourself differently now. You have a different vision. You're not scared to envision everything that God has in store for you in the future. You're not scared to shoot for the stars. You're not scared at the thought of possibly failing. You're not scared at what people will say about you. You're not scared. You have the vision. You accept the vision. The vision shall become reality in Jesus' name. I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember these words. What you see is what you get. Be intentional. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Go out, be powerful, be a giant. And I'll see you guys next week here, Church Boy Confessions. Peace. Peace.